Hello and welcome to the Spirit Talk Podcast, where we'll talk all things spiritual. I'm your host and the creator of the podcast, Brandy Bolton. Join me at looking at spirituality from many different angles. There will be no stone left unturned. From science and spirit to topics that some may call woo-woo, I will also discuss my own experiences as a developing psychic and medium. This podcast is for all the seekers out there, and I sincerely hope you enjoy. Hello, Spirit Talkers. Thank you so much for joining me today on Spirit Talk. Today I have a guest, Amy Brooks. I just love her. We are friends, even though we've never officially met in real life. I do consider her a dear friend, and this is her third time on Spirit Talk. We get into it and we talk for a long time on this. Amy is a an evidential medium, a published author. All of her links to her two podcasts, her website, her Instagram will be in the show notes. Please enjoy this conversation with Amy Brooks. When are you moving? So we're about to list our house. We haven't yet. We keep like getting delayed just because there's like, I don't know, there was a lot to do. And you know, when you have kids and they, and you're working and they just come behind you, it feels like we're just doing like maintenance rather than like the stuff that actually has to be done. It's all in divine timing though, but we're yeah. hoping to put our house up in the next week and then we'll start looking right away. We very well might buy virtually, <laughs> just like stressful in itself, but we've done a couple virtual showings. I think we get, we can, you can see enough. So we plan to move in July. You can tune in energetically to the place. And that sounds cool. You know what else I've been doing is I've been figuring out the numerology for like the house numbers. (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What number would you ideally like? For me, I feel like one, because it's funny because like my life path number is one. Mm -hmm. And then I was doing, I figured out like based on my, my business birthday is also a one Mm -hmm. Um, current house I'm living in, which is where I launched my business as a one. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I want to keep the one going. (laughs) Cool. Cool. Amazing. Yeah. There's definitely a vibe to the number and some would be, I feel challenging given Whatever everybody's life path number is as well. Yeah. Right. Mine's an eight, which I really like. Your house um, or your life? My house. My okay. house. Yeah. Yeah. And it definitely matches that. It's It's got an energy to it. It, it brings a boldness. Right. And a very big kind of energy. And it, it makes us all cohesive, which is nice. Yes. Thank you so much for joining me, Amy. Thank you for inviting me again. Let's get right into it because I'm sure we just discussed some things that I'm going to leave in. So let's just get right into it and I'll find a place to, I like this record instead of talking, 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 then hit record. It's amazing. It feels so much better. You Mm -hmm. do miss so much stuff. Mm -hmm. On your stories this morning, you said this is your second time on Spirit Talk. It's your third time. Is it? (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember. Remember, you came on with Aaron. I came on with Aaron. Yes. I that time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking of the first time, which was like two years ago, maybe. Yeah. One. Yeah. It was early uh, on in your 2021. Yep. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. I think so. <laughs> I don't yeah. even remember, but um, third time, third time, third time's the charm. Exactly. 
<laughs> Third time's a charm. Ooh, is the charm. I wonder if that that saying has witchy roots. I bet. I'm going to look into that. What, where does third time the charm start from? This is where I need a person who can Google stuff for me. And we can- <laughs> Google this so we can talk about it right now. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, but that leads us right into words. And I was watching your stories this morning about words. And well, about a word that you had in your new podcast, Hello, mm-hmm. Amy has a new podcast, everybody, a solo podcast. She yeah. now has two, as yeah. if she wasn't already busy enough. <laughs> right? <laughs> you think I was a manifesting generator. I always say like, I got it wrong somehow because I'm a generator, but I'm, I feel like I am all over. Like, I feel like I can multitask pretty, mm-hmm. I think I can multitask really well. And I always say, I can't stay in a lane. Like often you're given business advice, like pick something, stay in the lane, become an expert on that. Ooh. And um, for me, I'm like, I can't stay in a lane. I am like a seven lane highway and I'm okay with that. Oh, me too. Mm-hmm. I relate with you hundred percent. And I feel sometimes, well, not anymore so much, but in the past, I would sometimes feel like, what the hell is wrong with me? Like, I, me I can't, too. I can't focus on one thing. Like, and I'm not even a person who can use something like ADHD or something like that for, for an excuse. Cause I know a lot of people who, with ADD or ADHD and they at least have that as an explanation. I'm like, I don't have that. And I, I'm I still, I can't focus on one thing. <laughs> I do have ADHD. Oh, see, <laughs> see, you have but, a built in um, excuse. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but yeah, there was a lot of, you know, conditioning around that and feeling like I was flaky or flighty or all over the place, um, that I would start something and maybe not bring it to completion. But one of the most beautiful things that I've learned from my work with, with spirit is, and it's just funny because it just came in for a reading that I recorded just before this recording, um, I did a higher self reading and, um, I was connecting to, um, some things that kind of hold this person back in this lifetime that they're meant to work through. And that was one of those things is this fear of failure. And, you know, like spirits taught me, like, what is failure? Failure is just a word that we've created. Um, It really doesn't hold any weight in the spirit world is how I kind of interpret it. Life is trial and error. And that's what the purpose of life is. So if we could just that's another thing power of words right like we attach this label and this energy to perceived failure but was it ever a failure or was it just something hey I tried it didn't work out okay great I'm gonna move it on to the next thing like words are so powerful right um but for me yeah the the fear the feeling of um judging myself for being flighty or maybe not finishing something, but maybe I wasn't meant to, maybe I took what I needed out of the situation. Right. Exactly. Like staircase, right. Like next yeah. step. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you said, Oh, maybe it just didn't work out and I'm moving on. That's not a failure, but also maybe it did work out. <laughs> like I know, just right. Cause you had Again. that expectation of maybe what other people thought it would look like or whatever. Maybe it did work out. Cause all you were supposed to take out of it was this one was thing. That. Yep to move on to whatever it is that is in more and an alignment with yourself or, or whatever. Cool. Okay. So what you were saying on your stories today is that you have this, this new podcast. And so you naturally, you had to, you had to record a new intro and you said, 
before you had these abilities or before you were a medium, you were just a mom and wife, right? Something to that effect. Mm -hmm. So you said, I was just a mom. And it's like, ooh, that's cringy, right? When you listen back, you got a big cringe in your in your body like no that's not yeah. right and then you started getting messages about it as soon as you tuned into that oh I gotta change that you got a couple reminders from the universe through the people who follow you and your podcast yeah. hey yeah it's really interesting yeah so in the intro it's you know I was trying I guess I was trying to be relatable in some way so I said you know up until five years ago I was just your average mom of three mm-hmm. that's how I worded it in the intro mm-hmm. and I never thought anything of it. And then a couple of weeks ago, I was making sure like an episode I put out sounded okay. Listened to the intro and I went, ugh, ugh. Why did I say just? I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't even realize I said it when mm-hmm. I said it. Mm-hmm. This is how sneaky, sneaky it all is, right? Like you even caught me a minute ago seeing something where like, oh, but maybe you just perceived it as a failure, but, or you, you didn't finish it, but maybe you did finish it. Right. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it, it's kind of a mind bender when you really think about how conditioned we are when we're talking about things, it's, you can do the work for years and still it sneaks in. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That was the moment of that sneaking in. Yeah. And you're yeah. right. It does come from conditioning. Almost all of it is conditioning and programming from our early life or any time in our past. And we don't even recognize that a lot of times. And so I guess what we're saying is to just have an awareness of words that we're saying, especially around ourselves Mm -hmm. and our identities and not to marry yourself too closely to something that isn't really in alignment. And here's another example. People will say my anxiety or my cancer or my this or my that, and they're owning it and they're co- totally identifying with it. It's like mm, the anxiety you experience, <laughs> not your anxiety. I've been catching myself with that too, because I've been quite vocal lately about the fact that I have an, an autoimmune disease that I'm battling right now and it's causing me a lot of issues. And so I, I, I caught myself the other day some, saying something, but basically like owning the disease and like mm-hmm. identifying with it. And I went, Whoa, I have to switch that because I've, I've been able to consciously switch saying, uh, my anxiety. Now I say my lived experiences with anxiety, like I worded differently, but mm-hmm. I caught myself the other day, kind of owning the disease or as if it was a part of me rather mm-hmm. than something that I'm experiencing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting that you say that. Yeah. Really good point. I didn't know that you're, that you have that, uh, neurological disease, well, it's an autoimmune disease. Oh, autoimmune so it's, disease. Um, it's called Hashimoto's actually. And it's uh-huh. actually the leading cause of hypothyroidism, um, mm-hmm. but it's not often um, identified or caught as that. You'll just say that you have hypothyroidism, but the issue with Hashimoto's is not actually with the thyroid. It's an overactive immune response that then attacks the thyroid. So the Ooh. thyroid was healthy, but the immune system is kind of attacking it. So I'm trying to get at the root cause rather than just throw hormones at it. Cause I've been taking like a thyroid stimulating hormone for many years, seven years now. Uh, it's not changing anything within me. It doesn't make me feel any better. I don't have any more energy. Um, so now I'm going to the root cause and that's been interesting too. The root cause of autoimmune diseases, like trauma 
Mm. Uh, mold exposure, uh, mm. Lyme, like there's so many different things that contribute to an autoimmune response. Um, yeah. I, I've lived in fight or flight for many years, like from childhood, and I still catch myself in that. Yeah. And I feel like that's a contributing factor for sure. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I don't doubt that one bit. Yeah, we do get things in our body, any number of different things that can be caused by emotional stress and being in flight or fright or that's why doing the work is so important. And so cliched these days, because it thank God, it should be like, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. And not only are you helping your mind and your soul, but you're helping your body by working through those things as well. So yeah, thank you for telling us about that. Wow. Okay, so more about words. Um, What are some (laughs) tips and tricks? So you've noticed some things that you've said that give you a big cringe and a big yuck Mm -hmm. in your body. How can people become more aware of the words that they're saying? It's interesting. I feel like there's a few different steps for this. I feel like partly it's just about thinking about it or having the awareness about it. Because if Mm -hmm. you don't have awareness of that, you're even saying anything in a way that, you know, could be holding you back some way or keeping you small or limiting you, then how would you even, you wouldn't notice it, right? So I think the biggest piece is awareness. And I say that in my work too, because people ask me things about my own abilities. And I'm like, yes, I have been like this in childhood since childhood, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't fully aware of it. Once I became fully aware of it, I knew what to look for. So I think awareness is a huge piece. So Mm -hmm. I'm glad it's becoming more mainstream. I'm glad people are talking about it. For me, there's a huge body connection though, in how things feel to me when I say them, like when I cringe, I went, Oh, I don't, I don't like that. I said, just another example that came to me when you were talking, when we were talking earlier is when I was talking about switching lanes and how uh, sometimes you get advice, like just stay in a lane and become an expert in that. Mm-hmm. Well, something that I've uncovered in the last couple, well, in the last year or so, I guess, cause my 2023 word is enthusiasm. <laughs> and the reason it is, is because I was striving to become an expert in my field. And upon some reflection, I re- realized that the word expert is limiting because what's beyond expert is just it's like, it doesn't really give you a feeling that it's ongoing or that you continue to learn something and you continue to evolve. It's like you reach this and then you're there. Right. I feel that's limiting. So for me, I'm like, I'm just an enthusiast, right? And I would much rather be in the company of an enthusiast for what, you know, they are passionate about than an expert, quote unquote. So um, yeah, I think there's an awareness. I think there's paying attention to how words feel in your body when you hear them. Yeah, absolutely. I love that for you. Being enthusiast. Okay, so enthusiasm is your word. Yes. And isn't that such a little switch, but so different? So different. First of all, yeah, it feels different. It feels better. It feels lighter. It feels like it honors the journey. So mm-hmm. in other words, if you're an ex- if you're striving to be an expert, then nothing from between now and until you're a- an expert is really validated or felt or really embodied. It's like right. all the way up until getting there and then when do you get there? How do you know right. you're there? You're never <laughs> going to feel like you're there. And, right. and what's beyond that? And then and then what? And then what? Yeah. yeah. 
but being enthusiastic about things, which is true of you, but, but taking that and embodying that means you are able to enjoy the journey leading up to, and one day you certainly will be considered an expert, but if you're, if that's not your goal, then you'll enjoy the whole path so much more. I feel. I feel too. And it's funny because I feel like being an expert, like somebody else could view me as an expert and that's fine. But for me, having that goal and striving for it just feels limiting. And so I will never strive to be an expert, but if somebody sees me that way, then that's fine. Yeah. 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 But for me, it's all about the enthusiasm because it shows the journey, you know, and and it also makes me feel joyful. Yes. I'm going to take that as well and steal that from you because do you know what it does? It lightens it up a little bit and it Mm -hmm. infuses fun and joy like you said. So yeah, I like that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I asked in the Spirit Talk Facebook page, I asked a question and this was just late last night. So I've only got two here, but I'm going to say what I said was um, I'm going to have Amy Brooks on. She's an evidential medium and published author. Does anybody have questions for her? And Stephanie said, I'm always interested in knowing how Spirit first started to communicate did she know it was spirit and was she frightened at first? If so, how did she overcome and connect again with spirit and her gifts? I used to be very spiritually in tune when I was a preteen and then again in my late 20s. Both times it scared me and I asked for them to go away. Now that I've had a spiritual awakening, I've not been able to connect to spirit like I used to, just wondering how others find their way back. That was a lot. That's a, a few questions. Um, So keep me on track. I'll, I'll okay. start with the first one. I feel like she said, how did how, I be aware? How did you first start to communicate? And did you know it was spirit? And were you scared? So yeah, there's this, this is there's a lot to this because in hindsight, I can see I've been connected to spirit since childhood. Yes. And you touched on that. And I wanted to bring that up anyway, and you have already touched on that. So, but at the time you didn't really know that that's what it was. I truly aware. It takes I hindsight, right? It was just me. Yeah. So I have experienced, like I've talked about this. I might've talked about it on another episode that you had me on, but I did have a near death experience when I was mm-hmm. six. So that experience, you know, I did experience spirit um, went like an out of body experience, obviously, and I did experience spirit then. But I didn't, I don't know, I don't think I really, we didn't talk about it. That's been a theme in my life is all these things have happened throughout my life. And I just really never talked about it. Um, So it was never a thing. And I just it did change my lens of how I viewed life. But I didn't necessarily feel like, okay, I'm connected to spirit, like I didn't have the awareness of it. Mm-hmm. And so that would have been I your did. first kind of interaction with spirit that you yes. can remember. Yeah, that, that I can remember. For and sure. it wasn't scary because you were dying. That was the scary part. The near death you was know, the scary part, I right? I didn't feel any fear about dying. Okay. Um, It was like an out-of-body experience. It was like I was choking and I had the awareness that I was choking. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing I remember was being above my body. So mm-hmm. it, it was so quick to get there from the feeling of like, oh crap, I'm choking. I better find my mom to that, that there wasn't a lot of panic 
mm-hmm. in between. But when I, when I did experience, um, you know, that near death experience, it was not scary at all. Yeah. I, it's, it's almost a feeling of like not wanting to come back because it feels yeah. so nice where you are, but I did hear clearly you're, it's not time you have to go back. I view that as a door opening for me. I view multiple experiences over my life as the door cracking open. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, yeah, in childhood, definitely that would be a spiritual experience. I definitely in hindsight have seen that I was now I can view it as being connected to spirit. Mm-hmm. In my 20s, my first baby, you know, spirit returned to me via mainly precognition. So it was dreaming of things and then them happening. Um mm-hmm having visitations with past loved ones in dreams, things mm-hmm. like that. So I resonate with, I think there was another question on that page too, which I did read where somebody asked, I'll, I'll get, we'll get to it after, but somebody asked like how it, it's like, I can, I know they come to me, but how do you kind of initiate the contact? Or we can mm-hmm. talk about that in a moment, because mm-hmm. that was really the the key piece in my mediumship development to mm-hmm. be able to call myself a medium. Yeah. So for me, I was never afraid of spirit though, to be honest. Okay. Um, when I started to intentionally work with spirit, it was in around 2017, things started to happen for me. Um, people started to enter my life. Um, now that I see that they're, you know, soul tribe and meant to kind of wake me up a little bit. So I encountered somebody who is also a medium and she was just in her early, actually she went through her awakening during the early stages of our friendship Mm -hmm. and yeah, I think that awakened me. I was experiencing spirit then. So it didn't, it didn't frighten me. I have to be honest. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's not related. It might not be relatable, but for me, I've not been afraid of spirit. I have attributed that to perhaps my early experience with this near, near this experience. Yeah. Yeah. I think that helps a lot. No, that's not, it wasn't scary. It didn't feel scary at all. Therefore, I'm not afraid of that connection. It feels comforting to me. Yeah. I'm with you. I've, I haven't been afraid of spirit. I've tried to intentionally be afraid of spirit a few times, like meaning young teens and Ooh, let's play the Ouija board and try to freak ourselves out. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I never was. I was (laughs) definitely scared of scary movies and, you know, intense (laughs) vibes that you, you try to inflict. But to me, spirit was like, um, always, amazing to experience and Mm -hmm. there were way scarier stuff in real life to me right than to spirit yeah I was gonna ask do you think it's because maybe there's some subconscious fear of spirit and you and I just didn't have that you know like or conditioning about like spirit was never talked about in my family I don't I think you had a little bit more of a spiritual connection Maybe. I don't know. But for me, nobody yeah. ever talked about it. It wasn't something that I felt comfortable talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was something that I kept for myself. It was definitely my own thing. It was my little secret. I didn't tell people about it. I didn't talk about it. I honestly went through many years thinking that it was my imagination. Oh, yeah. 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 I was oh. like, am I going to tell anybody about this? <laughs> Did you think that people were all this way sometimes? Yeah, like, oh, I did maybe go I just time have... thinking everybody yeah. is this way and we just don't talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, I, I you know what I relate to you is I I did kind of keep it as my little secret. I didn't talk a lot about it. I did connect with my spirit guide as a child quite often. Mm-hmm. And I didn't tell anybody about that. When when people like 
Sylvia Brown were on Montel Williams. I, <laughs> I, I felt seen and heard. I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's my Always spirit guide. It, you know, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but did I talk about it? No. And especially in uh, parts of the fa- family that were Catholic, it's like, oh, hell no, I would never bring that up. That's that's devil stuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 So interesting. But yeah, definitely people have fears. And I do think it is a little bit of programming. It also yeah. could be that perhaps they had had an experience with a darker kind of an entity. That's like, it's yeah. not all love and light out there. <laughs> Right. So and they also might have had past life experiences. Yeah. Um, you know, I, like I said, I just did a higher self reading this morning and it was connecting to a, another light worker. And there was some um, challenges and fears coming through from her higher self around being seen. And I think that's really common among us energy sensitive people. Yeah. Because of previous lifetime experiences, whether in this lifetime or ones before in which it wasn't safe to be us or to be this way I think it's just a wisdom um yes a hundred percent that has come up for me multiple times yes and and I do have one past life that I know about for sure my friend Shanti in 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 a a class setting picked up on where I just had to keep running like Mm -hmm. from one place to another because of persecution and and for my magic you know what I mean so yeah Interesting. So these things, these fears can come from past lives, from movies and and society and from legitimately experiencing something that is maybe scary. So the importance of energy protection comes at play. How do you ensure that you work with love and light? And did you initially go through that when you first discovered you were a medium? Mm -hmm. Talk about that a little bit. Okay. So for me, I will say that I believe that this is really all based on intention. I believe intention is, and it's connected to thoughts and words, right? I think intention yep. is everything in this work. I think because maybe you and I didn't have those subconscious fears or real life fears to some degree, therefore our intention was to connect to um, what was loving. So for me, I used to really have to put up a lot of energetic boundaries with spirit. Mm -hmm. I only really did this in the beginning of my development. So maybe the first year of my work, I've been doing Mm -hmm. this now for four and a half. First year of my work, anytime I would connect to somebody, I would intentionally sit down, you know, do some meditation, picture a big bubble or a a white light surrounding me and set my intention that I would only connect to this person's highest and best good to my highest and best good. Any, any kind of stragglers that were coming in that weren't connected to this person, I wasn't open to hearing from. And that was how I ensured that I was safe during the reading. I don't do that anymore because I feel like my intention is just to always connect to my client's highest and best good or to mine. So I actually have never experienced anything negative come through and Mm -hmm. I feel like it comes from my intention. Yeah. hundred percent. I agree with that. And I I think you just you don't do it anymore because it's in you. Like the intention is just a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and spirit knows that and they know how you work. Yes. Would you agree? I agree. Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. And I think that's, that comes back like full circle kind of to the power of words. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause I was going to share with you quickly that I was uh, revisiting a book this morning. It's well loved. It's called the complete works of Florence Shin. It's a very old book. I think it was written in like the 1920s or the thirties and cool. it's four books put together. And really there is a religious 
undertone here. Yeah. Um, based on the time it was written, there's a lot of where, um, you know, God instead of universe or God mm-hmm. um, or universe or source, but it's really about the power of your thought. And so she calls, there's one book in here called the game of life and how to play it. Uh-huh. Essentially about how, you know, life, it, life is what you make it in to some degree based on your thoughts and your intentions. So yeah. Um, what you put out. And I, 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 when I say that I'm like very conscious of like not wanting that to be triggering because I myself mm-hmm. have been through a lot of challenges and trauma, and I certainly don't feel like I, you know, consciously invited it to me. Right. Right. But I have been very empowered in knowing that if I spend a lot of time thinking about, I can't do this, I'm not good enough. This is not going to work out for me that I will attract that to me. And yeah. I, and I feel empowered in that rather than a victim of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say for the first like 30 years of my life, I was a victim to it. Mm-hmm. To it. Mm-hmm. Um, now I feel empowered by it. And I think that we all could be, but that book is essentially saying that, right? Like this, this life is y- you are creating this life based on yeah. your thoughts and your intentions. And, and she even goes into the, the subconscious and how, you know, our programming and our conditioning is there and, and in the subconscious because of repetition and consistency. And it's been said so many times that it's yeah. become wired in there. And in order to release it or to rewrite it, you need re- repetition and consistency yeah. over and over and over again. And I don't know about you, but like sometimes affirmations and things feel like kind of cheesy or like, is this even doing anything? But it really is. It has to be repetitive and consistent over and over and over again for you to rewrite that story. Absolutely. I think, so you said that's four books in one. I think the one that you just talked about the game of life and how to play it. I think I have read that actually, Um, but I'm going to pick up that book, if not order it into my library or something with, I will tell you, it's really cheap. I got it on Amazon for like $10. Oh, oh my goodness. It's not expensive. Well, I can get off my wallet and get that for myself then. (laughs) (laughs) There's a part called your word is your wand too. And that has a lot to do with this. And there's affirmations in here. Yeah my very favorite affirmations in that book. And it is, I'm paraphrasing because I kind of made it for myself, tweaked it for myself, but it's all that I'm seeking is already seeking me. So I say that every single day. Beautiful. I'm seeking is already, she talks about, you know, if you think about the collective consciousness as a stream, everything that was or is, or ever will be is kind of up in the stream. Mm-hmm. And that when you get this genius aha or moment of like, oh, that's a really good idea. I should do it. It's coming to you for a reason, first of all. So you should yep. trust, grab onto it because it came to you for a reason. But if you don't move on with it, it, it likely will move on to somebody else, right? Yep. But it's there and it's yours for the grabbing. And so I just think about that. Everything that I want that I'm seeking is already up here in the stream and I just mm-hmm. have to grab it. Amazing. And um, <laughs> okay, you said so many things and- well, that's I, me being seven lane highway. Sorry. Yeah. No, no. I love it. I'm just trying to focus. Hmm, where can I go off of this? Your words are your wand. I love that. I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't know, I make it, like make a piece of art with that as a quote. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I'm getting inspiration as we talk. And that's, what's so funny about beautiful conversations like this is like your creative brain just starts firing and you can get ideas, right? I'm going to write it down right now. Cause I have a, do it an alcohol ink thing in my head, I can see. 
and talking about ADHD with, with regard to <laughs> art and creating, yeah. I go down these paths of like, Ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to paint Mandela rocks. And I do that for like a year. Ooh, I'm going to get into alcohol inks and um, making those creations that come to my mind and I'll do that. And then I'll do another thing and another thing. And suddenly I have all the supplies and I can keep coming back to it, which is great. So I'm going to write that down. Your word is your wand. Did I finish answering that question? Sorry to interrupt. I'll I'll get back to that because I don't think so. But what you said about repetition and retraining the brain is quite the reason why a lot of people don't have thought patterns that support them (laughs) because it does take work to retrain the brain, especially if you are really stuck into negative thought patterns with some time and some effort. It's a hundred percent possible though. (laughs) And it really is how you react to things in life and, and the words you choose and the thoughts that you choose. And I, I say choose purposefully because Mm -hmm. we can choose a different line of thoughts whenever we want. We are not our thoughts. It's not like the thoughts have control on us. We do have control on those thoughts. And the the fact that you are careful to not be triggering, it is a really delicate thing to talk about sometimes because especially, you remember the secret? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, It kind of made a lot of people feel like all they have to do is say something over and over again and and it'll come or or whatever but it's so much more than that it's so much more than that and it also would make people get the idea that they are the reason that they got tragedy in their life or whatever because they manifested it on themselves and it just it that isn't really how it works and i it's, think that does a disservice because it repels people further from the spiritual path, you know? Yeah. 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 So it's, it's so much more than that. And I appreciate you trying to be careful around that. And that's a whole nother topic that is like a can of worms. Uh, Maybe Mm -hmm. one day we can talk about it is manifestation and things like that. So I get, I get where you were going with that is like, yikes, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to offend her. Yeah. I don't want to shame anybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause it really isn't like that simple. Okay. Um, back to that question. Mm-hmm. It used to be very spiritual in tune as a preteen late twenties, both times it scared me and I asked for it to go away. Now I've had a spiritual awakening and I've not been able to connect to spirit. Like I used to just wondering how to find your way back. Okay. First of all, I'm going to turn this to you, but let me say something here. Yeah. Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> right after I said let's not trigger people by making by making them feel like their words screwed up their life I'm gonna say your words screwed up your life no just joking um if you say I don't want to see it I don't want to see it I don't want to hear I don't want to experience it and so many people do this with regard to spirit that's what you're gonna get you're gonna get spirit back off you've told them a very clear message And, and that's, what's going to happen. So it can take work to get back into it. And uh, here we come to intention again. Mm -hmm. A huge part of it is setting the intention and repetition with that, like on a daily basis, say to yourself, you know, whatever it is that you're making up for yourself for a mantra, like, I am a spiritual being who can sense and perceive spirit. It could be something as simple as that. So if somebody did say, turn off their 
abilities or way, way down their abilities, what are some things they can do to get back at it? Okay. So for me, I think a big piece is knowing, well, I think spirit can back away in the sense that maybe you're not, they're not in your face and you're not perceiving them all the time, Mm -hmm. but do I feel like they ever truly totally leave you? I would say no. I think the first piece is knowing that you are always connected. Spirit is always with you, right? It's just, they're going to go, okay, she doesn't want me in her face. So I'm just going to stay back here, but I'm always there for support. I also think it's really important. I tell my clients this all the time. I feel like things happen in divine timing. And that also goes for our development. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I had spent time thinking back and going like, why did I just realize I could do this at 38? Like I, I should have been able to look back when I was 19 and 20 and I was experiencing spirit. Like I could have helped so many people if I just started earlier, mm-hmm. but I'm reminded that I needed those life experiences. I needed things to happen. So I had that toolkit so that now when I was 38, it was meant to happen when it did. So I don't think that spirit will give us more than we can handle. Mm-hmm. So I think yep. if somebody's perceiving spirit younger, there's probably a connection um, maybe to a past life um, in which they would have been comfortable with that. Maybe this lifetime is about remembering that and working with that and moving through any conditioning that comes forward in this lifetime. Like, I, I'm not sure, but I don't believe that spirit will give you anything more than you're comfortable with. So I think it's, it's, it's perfectly okay to set boundaries with spirit as well. Mm-hmm. So I absolutely set boundaries with spirit. And I think that we do this for ourselves to feel better about the connection to which in, which in turn sets the intention and even changes our frequency. Right. Mm-hmm. Do that. Like if you're like, okay, I'm, I don't want to connect to this. Yeah. Or this. It mm-hmm. helps you because you've procl- you've declared that mm-hmm. you, you would feel more comfortable and safe in the connection because they know your boundaries. Right. You agree? Do you do yeah. that with your? Yeah. Um. Do I do that? Well, when working with people, like doing a, a reading, it's pretty easy because your intention is to work with that person's yes. people, the spirits. Yeah. But when fooling around with spirit not for a purpose, meaning just for yourself, just to practice yeah. and perceive and try things out. I would be heavily boundaried, very heavily yeah. boundaried because yeah. heck yeah, I know that we can invite in things that are untoward. Um, yeah. And what you said, referring to Stephanie's question about knowing that you're always supported, knowing that you always have spirit there, your spirit team is always there. They didn't go anywhere. They didn't go anywhere. No. That is in and of itself enough to foster that connection again. I agree. Because if we know they're there and we just practice perceiving their energy, it gets stronger and stronger. And also, Stephanie, to know that just because you asked it to stop doesn't mean it's forever. I say be careful what you wish for to people out there to be careful if if you don't want to work with spirit, then go ahead and say you don't want to because that'll yeah. quiet them up. But if you are unsure, let's get specific and say, when I see you, it scares me and I would prefer not to see spirit. Say this. Yeah, this right? is what I mean by boundaries. Because for yes. me, I so I am subjectively clairvoyant. 
right? Which means I see everything in my mind's eye. But there has been occasions in my life where I saw spirit with my eyes. So Mm -hmm. that's what clairvoyance. And I don't want that. I don't like it. It makes Mm -hmm. me, I don't know, just not, it doesn't make me feel comfortable. So that's a boundary I have with spirit. You can come to me, but I don't want to see you with my naked eye. Yep. So I think that's part of the intention and the boundaries together. Exactly. And so what somebody could do if they are feeling like they pushed it all away, which you didn't, they're there, they're there. And they're almost like seeing you be curious and be spiritually awakened and be curious about your abilities. They're seeing you right now and kind of waiting for that invitation. Excited. Like, hello, (laughs) are you ready yet? And if Stephanie goes, you know, I'm, I'm willing and ready to work with my spirit team to perceive their messages in putting that intention out. I would say out loud, out loud is even better. Uh, It will come. It will come. It it really will. I really will. I feel that. And I feel like, you know, that was a big thing for me because I was never going back to the question, was I ever afraid of spirit? No. But when I started doing the work, this work and putting myself out there publicly and to be of service, the thing that kind of kept me nervous in the beginning was other people, not spirit. So I had to (laughs) be with, um, okay. I, I want to work with people that are going to get me. I, I want to work with people that feel good, that feel aligned with me, that are good. They're ready for the information. Yeah. I want to work with the right people. Yeah. And, um, once I set, kind of put that declaration out, I noticed that things changed, um, with my client base. Um, it was, I, I feel like I connect to my soul tribe every time I do a reading. So I really feel like saying that too, also, um, you know, is, is a boundary and it's an intention. So you can, you know, you, I feel like spirit is willing to, they want to work with you so badly, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't want to overwhelm you. They don't want to be, uh, they don't want to make you afraid. So all you have to do is kind of give them some guidelines, some parameters, you know, cause something I've learned is that us as energy sensitive people, it's not about learning to open and close per se. It's well, it is about learning. Sorry, I got that backwards. It's not about opening. It's not about how do I open? It's about realizing that you always have been open Mm -hmm. and maybe setting some boundaries so that you can open and close at your own. Yeah. That's when you become empowered with spirit. Right. That's it was at that moment when I was like, okay, so my sensitivity actually is a superpower. Yeah. How many people, how many times have you heard like being so sensitive is both a blessing and a curse? Like Mm -hmm. I would have agreed to that five years ago. I don't anymore because I'm on the empowered side of it. I'm, Mm -hmm. I feel like I know that what I say, the boundaries I set, they work with. Mm -hmm. So I don't, feel afraid anymore of anything Mm -hmm. Mm because I know that they're like I want her to work for us through us and give these messages to the collective so we're gonna respect her boundaries and we're going to work with her um yeah and then it becomes a a mutually beneficial relationship like I have a relationship with spirit yeah yeah and that was the turnaround for me whoa exactly and I love that you say that because so many people are unaware of the fact they're an empath or highly sensitive to energies or they're a medium they're unaware and yeah you are it's so rare to find somebody who wasn't so 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 rare I think 
And because they're unaware, they're not managing their own energy and their own connection. And so they're always taking everything in. And yeah, then it damn well is a curse. That's when when it's a curse. Yeah, exactly. It feels like one. And if you take your power and understand this ability and that you do have control over it, um, at least you have the ability to set boundaries around it. Who is it? The shit. Okay. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. And, you know, I heard somebody recently, somebody asked a question somewhere and they were asking about mediumship development and they're like, I was told by someone that I shouldn't, um, kind of step into the role of a medium or as a healer, unless I'm healed myself. And <laughs> reason, I'm reminded of that in this moment. So I don't know if somebody needs to hear this or somebody has this question, but like healing is a lifetime job. Like we will never be fully healed. And in fact, I feel like my clients, there's always a theme to things. Mm -hmm. There's always a theme to what comes through or the people that come through. And I always know I, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm learning something in this too. Like Uh this is a purposeful connection. Spirits led this person to me because together that we we're both healing from something. So who whoever told her that has an idea of mm-hmm. mediums and psychics of being on a pedestal or being better than in yeah. some way. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. That's yucky. I said to her, I think that was a projection. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's your truth. No, that's ego. Whoever that's was ego. talking about that yeah. was ego. What we were talking about before is we attract the people who we read for or work with. Yeah. And you know why most of the time it has to do with you and I. So the medium's experiences align with that person. And we're just just ahead of them on a path that's similar. Like we've experienced something and come out the other side of something they're going through now. A lot of times that's what it is. And, and that doesn't make anybody inferior, superior at all or anything like that. So you're a hundred percent, right. You don't really fully hear, ah, you can, you know what? I mean, but it's just, there's always something. It's not like there's this something to learn and grow. Yes. I think there it's it's a possibility, though they are very few souls who would be like quote healed in the, in the human body, but that would be in the soul contract, and that would be like an extremely rare occurrence. And what do you think? you think that person would probably be at near nearing the end of their like required incarnations? Because that's what I would. If not yeah. like the last one. <laughs> yeah, right. That's of, how I feel yeah. about it too, right? Like, because yeah. when I bring up energetic blocks and things um, from the higher self, I always get a person t- to visualize their higher self as kind of like that evolved, like part of you that's done everything that you had to do and learned every lesson you have to do, even though they are, because you are your higher self, your higher self is within you. But sometimes mm-hmm. it's for people to picture it as something outside of you, right? Or that, that part of you that's finished its last lifetime. Right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I was, I, was, I kind of explain it like, you know, we all have karma. We all have lessons. We all have energetic blocks. I don't think we would be here if we didn't. So yeah. this idea of being fully healed to me, I'm like, okay, maybe on your last incarnation, maybe. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That, what would be the point? Yeah. Or a person who um, has been through all their incarnations and for some reason they want to come to earth for a job or something, you know, they're done learning. Yeah. And that it's so rare. 
I think. I think so too. Yeah. 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 Cool. I love a good philosophy (laughs) uh, (laughs) conversation. You know, I do. Okay. Mercedes says, I have a similar question. I welcome spirits to use me as a medium, but they rarely do. Am I the cause? And how can I open? Woo. Well, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a question I've got to ponder. Me too. Well, I will, I will go back to this because what I was kind of speaking about where there was a, the, the key to my mediumship development, I found when everything kind of turned around, when I stepped into the role as, okay, I am a medium and I had the awareness of that. Yeah. It was when I had a moment where I realized that this is a relationship and a two-way street. And because yeah. I used to go, okay, spirit will come to me occasionally or when I'm in dreaming, I'll get messages that way. So I just have to like wait for them to come. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how it stayed for a decade. That is such a a common misconception, I feel, or or a common limiting belief. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was a moment where this was after my dad passed. And, you know, my dad's passing, I often say, was the catalyst for me to really awaken. And I had this moment where I was kind of purposely, no, I wasn't really purposely working with spirit yet. I would have moments where spirit was coming to me more often than not. So mm-hmm. it wasn't intentional. It was like, I was talking to somebody and they'd be like, oh my God, I think I have their mom here, like a friend. And then we would talk about it and I do readings like that, but it wasn't mm-hmm. intentional. And I thought it was very sporadic and random. And then one day I was doing something mundane, like sweeping the kitchen floor. And I feel like it was my higher self saying to me, why is it that when that person's mom comes into your mind, you trust that that's her spirit and you continue a conversation and ask her what she would like. But when your own father pops into your mind, it's not a spirit. It's your imagination or your memory. Mm. What is the difference? And so I went, Oh my God, there's no difference, right? It's, it's this, this perception, this, this layer of this is too close to me. Therefore it must just be a memory. It can't be really my dad. Right. So in that moment too, I also realized that when he, when somebody pops in my head, or even if I want to think about him intentionally, that invites him to me. If he pops in my head randomly, it means he's around me. Yes. And then just <laughs> taking the chance with that and going, okay. And so I took the chance that day. He popped in my head after that. And I was like, hi, dad. You know, I'm like talking to my head. Like, what do you, what are you, what are you here today? Like, what do you have to say? And I heard very clearly in clear audiently, call your mother. So I did. My mother lives in another province, 1500 kilometers away. And I called her and I proceeded to do my very first intentional reading. Mm. Um, and that was the thing. That was when I was like, okay, I'm a medium. I can do this mm-hmm. because I realized that they were, they were always there. I just had to, it, I had to reach out. I had to set my intention that I wanted to connect to them on my terms rather than waiting. So, yeah. Yeah. So when, when uh, Mercedes says, I welcome spirits to use me as a medium. Do you think maybe she's waiting for something to happen? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like how would she, I guess the question for you, Mercedes is like, how do you know when spirits around you? Like, I I guess maybe that question that they, the thing that I just brought up might've been purposeful in me having this perception of like, okay, if somebody else's spirit comes in, it's spirit, it's, it's a spirit. But if it's like somebody, I know it's my memory, right? Like that's just my own perception. That's my own block. It's not, the truth of my ability. Yeah. Yeah. It's your logical brain talking you out of it. Yeah. 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 I'd be curious for her. Like, what is she waiting for? Like, how does she know when spirit, like, what is that thing that makes her go, okay, spirit is here this time, but Mm -hmm. the rest of the 
not. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be helpful for her to like, because I feel like spirit's really receptive to you asking for things. So I will mm-hmm. ask for things. I don't really anymore, but I used to in the beginning. You mean like a sign or yes. a symbol? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Show me this in some way. Yeah. I, it, broaden your expert es- expectations as well. Like if you're wanting to see a bird, don't just wait to see a real life one. Somebody might say blue Jay, you might see a blue Jay on the TV or on a calendar or whatever, and take it as that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can ask for things. And so for me, I just, I feel like, I, f- I feel like you and I agree. And we said this before, like she's already connected to spirit. It's just her perception of when spirits here versus not. Yeah. And so try not to have too tight of a box of uh, yeah. what is, what does this fit in? But also, especially in the beginning, how would you know if you're communicating with spirit, if you're just sitting there welcoming in spirit on your own, I would want you to have some kind of feedback. So like what Amy, what you just said, signs, signs is a feedback so it's like you ask for the sign you receive it oh okay good that is communicating with spirit but also you might be able to sit down with a pen and paper and do um, automatic writing and get answers through that way because you're then channeling that's coming through claircognizance a lot or you might put yourself outside your comfort zone i'm assuming this would be it would be for me it was for me uh you could ask a friend or an acquaintance or somebody to pick up a specific spirit. And the only way that you would know is because you have this person who's giving you feedback. Yes, they did have cancer. Yes, they did have this old classic car. Yes, they what what are you getting? You have to just say out. And it's a little bit tough to do on your own after a certain point. Like once you've got the signs, once you've got known that you're connecting, Well, how the heck do you, how the heck do you get the validation without a person? Right. right? Yeah. No, that, that was huge for me too. And like, so when I started doing this, I created a Facebook page that was private and it was just like people I knew I invited and I did practice readings for six weeks. And I was like, Hey, no expectations. I'm just going to see what comes through because, you know, I said before that I thought that was my imagination. Mm -hmm. So I, I did need the feedback to go. Okay. So like, this woman I see in my head every time I see my best friend is actually her grandma, right? And and I yeah. can communicate with her. But in order for you to like really feel confident and know that it's real for you, you you do need that person going, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it it very well might feel like your imagination. Exactly. It's and I, yeah. I've realized this, I keep getting this lesson over and over again. Like before I was aware that I had these abilities and that I could develop them and, and practice and and use them, things would be coming in all the time. Yeah. Like I would be like 15 years old and get huge downloads and psychic hits and even mediumship. But I didn't know that that's what it was because I didn't have the validation, but yeah, I'd see faces and hear names and things like that. But I'm just like, oh, this is how people are. <laughs> that's why that's why I felt so similar when I was sharing my story. And I was like, I didn't have the awareness. And I think that's a huge piece. I think it's the first piece. I think you have to have the awareness that this is what it is. And the only yeah. way you do that is by practicing or, or having an interest in. Yeah. Like I, one thing I have found like that comes through in past life readings very often is like the things that you're constantly like things that keep showing up in your life. What are you drawn to? Yeah. For me, I've been drawn to this work my whole life, even though I was never surrounded by it. Nobody ever talked about it. Yeah. Uh, 
always drawn to the tarot show. You know, I walk by a place. I'm like, I have to go in there. Never did. Always drawn to this kind of information, astrology, exactly. mediums, like Sylvia Brown, like you said, or even Cleo, remember Cleo, the psychic. Yeah. Um, I was so drawn to that stuff. I just couldn't get enough of it. That's Same. a sign. You're, you're That's a sign. Not everybody's going to do this work. I do believe that everybody could be a medium. Okay. That was, yeah, something that's- Okay, good, good. I do. But I don't believe I do too. will. No, I no, no. Yeah. And it's like anything, it's kind of like any skill or ability. Like, yes, anybody can. Are they going to be as amazing as like a more naturally gifted medium? No. Yeah. And uh, that's okay. <laughs> it's like singing. We can all sing. Yeah. Voice. Not all of us are going to yeah. sing Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. But we could still sing. Yeah. Right? Might sound a bit janky. Better. <laughs> yeah, we could take some voice lessons and get a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like it's a it's a human ability. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think like knowing that it's a relationship. Like as you were talking, we we're talking about this this relationship with spirit. I was getting this thing in my mind where it's like you're two people sitting. Say you're like in a dark room. It's black. You're two people in the same room. You don't know the other person's there unless there's like, there needs to be feedback. Like if somebody moved or talked or did something, then you would know them there. So no, they were there. So spirit was showing me like when we were talking about her, I'm right here, I'm sitting with her in this dark room, but she's not, she doesn't know I'm there because she's not reaching out to me. You know, like there's no, there's no relationship there. I think of creating that relationship. I love to, pick up on people's guides and that is how I get a lot of information when I'm doing a reading and I'm wondering if if you get this a lot a lot of spirit guides are like I'm 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 doing it like I'm here what more does she want she she or he has got to understand that this is two ways like and you wouldn't expect to you wouldn't expect to have a one-way conversation with your best friend it right. would literally go nowhere. Yeah. Hey, Amy, I think that's how you why do it. Exactly. Nobody's talking to each other. Exactly. Right. Nobody's talking. And if I say, hello, Amy, I'd like to talk to you. Like, like a, a person is to their spirit guide and you go, okay. And yeah, you're ready. And, yeah. and then I just sit there right <laughs> in silence. <laughs> Are you going to yeah. talk to me? Well, right. tell me what we want to talk about. Like what, you know, do you believe that our spirit guides, like they can help guide us and stuff, but they can't really influence without our, like, without us saying it's okay. Like without us asking. Is Are you I mean. psychic or something? I was just thinking yes, about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, yeah. I was going to talk to you about that and higher self. Cause you do higher self readings and yeah. I, it's come through for me too, is uh, because I do talk about people's guides when I'm talking to them a lot of times and they'll be like, was that my guide this time? Blah, 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 blah. And they'll ex- explain something when they're getting legitimate guidance of telling you what to do. Yeah. Basically it's happened at least five, six times when they say, this is what came through to me and it's true guidance and it's telling them the next step. And right. I said, no, no. And they're like, that must be, the, that must be the guide. Right. And no, that's not your guide. That's you. That's your higher self. Yes. That's your higher I- self. And the, and when, as they're saying it, I can see the connection to yeah. their higher self. 
and I can see their higher self. And I'm like, that's your higher self. And I want them to feel empowered by that. Sadly, sometimes I feel like a lot of them are like, oh, I wanted it to be my guide. (laughs) But I want them to be like, holy shit, that's amazing. I'm magic. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I think about that and I'm like, if you think about your higher self, like, you maybe like what if you are your own spirit guide like what if your higher self is your spirit guide like I don't know it just things my mind thinks of sometimes um so what do you think about the difference or do you think guides can tell you what to do if you ask for it I think they can guide you I think that's I think that what comes through very often for me is that you have free will Mm -hmm. and you came here as an empowered sovereign being to make your own choices and to carve out your own path. And I can help assist if you're at a crossroads, kind of maybe give you a little bit of encourage or guidance, but I'm never going to tell you what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's like, it's it just kind of, I don't think that it's something that they're able to do. To tell so you like lighting it. up signposts to the, to the way that would be best to yeah. get them their lessons that they and then want. Having an awareness of what those signposts are. Like, I feel like you and I, we know what those signposts are because we've been working with this for so like, I don't miss a sign anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, or some people I think are just like, Oh, that was a sign. I didn't know that was a sign. You know, like I, I think that's why the guides are like, Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> exactly. How many more of those do I need to send you for you to get this? Yeah. Um, yeah. The logical brain kicks in. It's so for funny. Me, signs always are accompanied. Like seeing one always are accompanied with a physical feeling. Mm, cool so like a little shiver a little goosebump yeah like well it feels like in my belly it's almost like butterflies like this weird almost like anxiety kind of feel Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um that accompanies the sign and I don't know if that's just me and something some sort of intention I've set like because when I used to first work with spirit and before I would click connect to my um client because I do always work virtually before I would click um on I would say okay I'm not going to start until you give me a sign that you're here and my sign was always make my scalp tingle so I'd wait until my scalp tingled my scalp is tingling (laughs) I would wait I I wouldn't I wouldn't proceed until I got it I needed that sign to say okay I know you're here I don't need that anymore like I just I know that I'm sitting here I set the intention to connect to the person's loved one that I don't need to doubt that they're going to be here or not. But the reason I bring that up is because physical sensations are really important for me with my intuition and me recognizing that that is that. Cool. So, Like spirit has actually given me this, this example before. Have you ever seen that like Disney movie? It's a Christmas one. And it's like Huey and Dewey and Louie are in it. And they wish that every day is Christmas. Oh, and no, I haven't seen it. But... Like ground, it's like Groundhog Day and every day they wake up and it's Christmas. And at the oh. end, oh my God, this again. Yeah. Right. And so my own guide was like, you can't make everything a spirit sign. Okay. <laughs> everything could be a spirit sign in the whole world if you wanted it to be. You can't, it can't be. Pay attention to how you feel when you see that. Okay. Right? So for me, I get this feeling and it tells me, okay, yes, that is that. And this, and then I, I feel something like this is my dad. And then I just trust it. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. say to people, people are like, oh, well, I know that you talk about dimes all the time. Does that mean when I find a dime, it's for my loved one? And I'll say, I don't know. How do you feel when you see it? Yeah. 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 I think that's and important. I like to also say the same thing to people is like, if you're thinking of grandma, Yes. And, and the song comes on the radio that 
you associate with grandma, that's because grandma's here. That's because you're connecting with grandma. And you could develop that to no end and take that as a starting off point. And you could even start talking to grandma if you want and see how that works. Yeah, because we know because we have been working with them for a long time. But a lot of people at the beginning, because of movies and because of whatever, uh, when they're at the beginning of this trying to communicate or trying to do any energy work of any kind, they don't realize just how subtle it is. Yep. And yes, it does get stronger because we get stronger to being attuned to that connection. Um, But the subtleness never really goes away. I mean, we're humans. There is a veil, right? So yeah, it's subtle. subtle. And when you watch things like maybe Teresa Caputo or, or movies with ghosts in it, it, it almost gives the impression that it's like undeniable but it is deniable (laughs) you can easily get your logical brain in there to talk you out of this yeah it's that the medium feels so confident and trusts this through practice through years of practice that they they feel undeniable right like I Mm -hmm. think it's more about the medium versus the spirit Oh yeah. 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 Like, Teresa Puto is so confident. She's been doing this for years. Yeah. It's and, just her and, confidence. And her as an example, I talked to, I don't know why she has come up twice now, um, but I talked to somebody else who talked about her. Who was it? I think it was a guest I had on named Teresa. She said that Teresa Caputo dealt with a lot of anxiety and feelings of like, like not even knowing how to be in her own skin until she realized she was a medium. Me too. That was my life too. Yeah. Yes. And so those are the subtle energies working within our energy and it because we don't have a label for it or understand what it is, it can feel a little unsettling. Hey, ding, ding, ding. Maybe that's where the fear comes in for people who are first connecting right. with spirit. It feels a little unsettled in the, our own energetic field. Right. Oh, interesting. You know what I was going to share with you? It came mm-hmm. up earlier too, and I'm reminded of it. Um, when I first started doing readings too, like mediumship specifically versus psychic or intuitive mediumship, where I'm inviting other people's spirits to me. Sometimes I would come down here and I would, you know, sit here and and meditate before the reading. And sometimes even like a half an hour before, sometimes even an hour before the reading, I would feel sick to my stomach. Mm -hmm. And this would happen like consistently. And I would have to work through the, the ego and the fear of you're not prepared for this reading. You're, you're going to feel sick. This is a sign you shouldn't do it. This is a sign that this person's not aligned. This is a sign nobody's going to come through. <laughs> right. But, but I would push through it. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm, th- I'm committed to this. I've committed to this person. They've committed to me by booking and paying. I'm in it. I'm here. I trust. And I'd have to like literally talk myself through that. Yeah. And then a correlation came through and I was like, okay, so that's just how I feel when spirits really close to me. Yeah. They were right it's, there. They, it's your they nervous system. Me. They joined me 30 minutes before the reading. And actually in the beginning, when, when that would happen, I'd also, I'd also realize, okay, when I'm feeling them the strongest, they come in really strong and the reading is really, really good. Mm. It's like it, if I had, have not worked through that fear, I would have held myself back from giving that beautiful message, having that connection 
you know, and maybe that would have stopped me from doing the work because I would have thought I can't do this. I feel sick every time I'm going to connect to spirit. Yeah. And here we come to what a gut feeling is. Like sometimes a gut feeling is spirit telling you something um, like in your everyday life. And you have an example of gut feelings. Your nervous system is activated by spirit because they are at such a different frequency and vibration that your body has to kind of adjust to it adjust to exactly and I'm wondering if what that doesn't happen anymore because I'm adjusted to it like because that doesn't happen anymore it doesn't eh? and I didn't think about that until right now no interesting doesn't happen anymore so here's some things that can happen to your body you can get gut (laughs) gut problems like uh, almost a nauseated nauseous feeling you can get the head tingles feel lightheaded sometimes no, like the little tingles you know, in your scalp. Yes, I agree that scalp tingles for sure. Yeah, at the Sometimes crown. I feel lightheaded. Oh, do you? I have. I've also felt like my heart was beating out of my chest. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My biggest uh, sensation when I'm doing a reading and, and now is if I will say I'm trying to piece something together when I'm doing a reading and I'm like, okay, this, this, and this, when, when I get it, when I'm like, okay, like, yeah, that's what it was. I will get like a huge whoosh of energy Yeah, it's down my left arm. And I don't know why, but it's always down my left. It just, and then I go, ah, oh, we got it. And she was like, yeah, that's exactly right. Like, it's and it's like, a feeling yeah. of relief for you in a sense too. Yeah. Right. And I feel like I, I take it as spirit going, well done. Like you mm-hmm. did it. Like you got it. That was amazing. Like sometimes I feel it's that, or Or if I will say something that's really important that the person heard it, it's potentially really impactful. Mm -hmm. And they'll go, oh my God, I so needed to hear that. That felt like a soccer punch, but in a really good way, I'll have that validation coming through. Like, it's almost like when people talk about psychic chills, Yeah, um, how that is like your, your energy, your soul resonating as that's, you just heard truth. Right. So if you're hearing somebody talk about something, you're reading something, I think something and you kind of get that feeling. It's like, oh, like that that's important. And that's truth. Yeah. Um, so I pay attention to that, too, if I'm listening. Oh, my goodness. I love that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so some things to watch out for. Apparently, we're doing like <laughs> psychic mediumship development day today, because that, that, which I love. That's amazing. It I love this. Into it, right. Yeah. You know what happens to me? I sweat you like I get hot sometimes too oh I don't yeah. get hot I get cold and sweaty cold and sweaty oh I'll, I'll get really hot sometimes and I've done readings before where I'll like be all red here and they're like are you okay and I'm like oh I don't know. like I'm I'm red I get red in the face sometimes it just depends yeah this stuff isn't for the faint at heart there is definitely a calling to certain people who, who should do it or want to do it because <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a commitment it. yeah <laughs> Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like those of us that may feel like maybe we come by it somewhat naturally. I feel like there's a reason for that. You know, we probably have done this in many lifetimes and it's something that we're fully ready and prepared for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like we're here to help, help the others that are interested in it, mm-hmm. how to open themselves up a little bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something else I wanted to say and to both, both of these question questioners is a really cool thing to do when you're starting out in wanting to perceive spirit is write a letter, write a, write a letter to the universe and how you want to work, what you do want 
not what you don't want, what you do want and how you want to perceive spirit and why. Yeah. Just write that out and keep it in your drawer or burn it or whatever. I did that when I was first starting out because there were specific things. Like when you said your heart sometimes flutters, I have, well, I have a heart issue Mm -hmm. and it can sometimes go way, 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 way too fast. And I experienced that in my first mediumship development class, I was doing, we were in a group meditation and my soul came up out of my body and started flying like so, so fast. I feel like it was like, finally, (laughs) (laughs) like that. And it was just flying and having fun and doing flips. And I was experiencing this. And then I came back in to my body and the meditation was over and boom, my heart went immediately. And, and this is a part of the heart condition that I have. It can just go from 60 to 240 in an instant, but that is also corresponded with this meditation and working with spirit. And there was angelic frequency as well. And it was all too much for my little heart. And I ended up in hospital and all this. So this That that day, I said no more heart stuff, no more heart stuff. So say no more spirit stuff. (laughs) No, right? You could no, hell no. I was addicted from that second, and um, (laughs) (laughs) and so I bet you my heart would uh, be affected as well, like yours sometimes, where it's like a little flutter because that is something that it would do. But I put my boundary up on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I set, I set boundaries up with physical stuff for the most part, like, especially if, you know, if somebody has passed in a really traumatic way or anything like that, like I do have boundaries up about that. Mm. Don't make me feel because at the beginning when I didn't have boundaries about that, like I might feel like I got sucker punched in the gut, right. Mm-hmm. If, if somebody had passed, you know, something, an accident, or I remember when somebody, um, I had somebody come through that had been inhaled felt like I couldn't breathe and I was like yeah not doing that again like I definitely have to set boundaries around so would it come through in your other clairs now instead of feeling in your in your body yeah I would probably get like a um a knowing Mm -hmm. and also accompanied with the visual of like oh the belly there's something with the belly right or Mm -hmm. yes going into the belly this is cause of death like rather than like yeah Cause I'm like, that's too much. But you know, for the longest time I had set a boundary around health things. So I, I had said spirit, like, don't send me clients that want me to tap into their health. Mm-hmm. If somebody asks me something about, you know, a health specific health issue or whatever, I, I don't want to address it. I just know. And it's funny because it, it stayed away for a long time. And then gradually I just get like little bits and pieces, like just like little breadcrumbs around somebody's maybe their physical body. And so I ended up changing my mindset about this, that if I'm, if I'm, my intention is always to connect to the highest and best good of someone that I need to trust that if something's kind of like pushing its way in a little bit, like mm-hmm. for its health, that there's a reason for that. It's probably in the person's highest and best good to know something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I've changed my mindset around, okay, so like when health things come in, 
it's never about diagnosing someone. It's never about warning somebody. It's always about validating something they already know. So I will find things come through. Like I'm seeing blood work. Have you just had blood work or are you, are you due for blood work? I, this came up in a tarot reading. I, I do like monthly tarot readings for people for the whole year. And I had said to somebody, I feel like you're really low on iron. And, and she's like, oh my goodness, I have blood work tomorrow. I'll make sure that's like checked off on the thing and I'll get it checked. And she messaged me and she's like, I really love iron. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, like, so I trust now that like, if anything comes in about the body, it's helpful guidance. It's not scary. It's not diagnostic and it's not a warning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's just funny how that boundary was just like a little bit tweaked, but it was more so like with my own awareness. Of, well, yeah. And it's a testament yeah. to that. You don't always have to work one way for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. You can tune it and tweak it. And same to the, to the questioner, the listener, the person who asked Amy, I think Stephanie is her name. How can I get this back? Well, you just tweak and change things. You tweak and change yeah. things and you change your intentions and your your requests of spirit and that fine tunes things and, and really helps. And I know you agree with me on this is we're learning from every reading, from every reading. Yes. That's why that, that thing that came up with, like somebody said, well, I don't think you should do this work until you're healed had said to somebody. And it's kind of like, huh? Like you're, you're constantly healing through your lived experience and you're learning through the readings that you do. You're learning like from spirit for the, for the readings. But yeah, I will, I will notice like certain people, a lot of really similar people to me will come through is what I find. Mm -hmm. The the clients that find me are similar Mm -hmm. or off the theme where like for a month, it will be like 80% dads in spirit. I'm like, hmm because I have a dad in spirit, right? So mm-hmm. I know like, okay, I got to pay attention to these messages from all these dads in spirit, because I think my dad's probably sending some messages in it too, right? And yeah. so yeah, I pay attention to those um, themes, because I definitely feel like there's themes. I feel like we've talked about this before. Do you feel oh. themes readings? Oh, yeah. 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 And you know what I've been getting lately? Well, actually, you know, what's funny is in a lot of readings I've been doing lately, I'm getting into philosophy, and the spirit is bringing to me philosophy and I'm learning through them of like reincarnation and of what it is like on the other side and some experiences they have and that they can have jobs and, and different things that they do over there. Yeah. And it's not all one thing for all the spirits over there and, and about their groups and their little tribes and and yeah. that no, just because they're dead, they don't know John Smith, <laughs> like just because he's a spirit too, yeah. <laughs> you know, right. and such, such fascinating philosophical, philosophical things coming through. And, you know, I think they know that I'm curious about this, but obviously the sitter is getting something out of it too. They must have been curious about they it or they're yeah. thinking about it now because I've picked up their past loved one who is telling them about this stuff and there's some reason in it. And another theme that's coming up for me lately is the reunion in, in on the other side. Yeah. I just about said in heaven and I stopped myself. So that's interesting. <laughs> I think that's a religious word and maybe that's why. Interesting. Yeah. So the reunion and and the different variations of that that I've experienced through the spirit is really, really like what an amazing feeling because they wash the joy all over me and the sitter as well um, that they experienced when they were reuniting with whoever it was. 
Well, I can tell you in my, my near death experience, I was only six, but I remember it so vividly. Although at the time I didn't recognize the people that were around me. I now recognize them. I can pick them out in photo books at my grandparents' house because they were ancestors, but I can tell you there was no fear with them. It felt like they loved me, you know, and it felt like I loved them and I would have been completely happy to stay, but I felt like something was pulling me, pulling me back. You know, when you're like sleeping and you get woken up and you're not quite awake and you're like, you can hear your kid, but you're still dreaming. It's like that. That's how it mm-hmm. felt like to me. Somebody's pulling me from this sweet, sweet dream that I don't want to wake up from. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, there's a yeah. YouTube channel. I'll send it to you. And it's all past life or sorry, I all near death experiences. You have it, right? I, yeah. I, I followed it. Yeah. There's so many similarities with people's near death experiences as well, yeah. which I think is, is wild. I wanted to share quickly because I know I shared it on your, since we're talking about intentions and words Yes, and even the mediumship questions came back to intentions. So the whole episode is about <laughs> intentions, really. Yeah. I shared with you about, you were sharing about plants. Oh my God. Communicate. I read a book about how trees communicate. I cannot remember what it's called right now, but I read a whole book about the science of how trees have a relationship with each other, how they grieve when one is cut down or, you know, when they like literally take the, they're literally, if one is dies, they'll like underneath try to nurture the roots. But just quickly, there was a, cause we were talking about plants off, off camera. There's this book I read that people might be interested called the intention experiment. And it's all about the science behind intention. So if you're like a scientific, logical, that kind of person, mm-hmm. you might find it interesting but there was a specific experiment in it that stood out to me I'm only halfway through the book but essentially they took these plants and they held like a light like a flame underneath it mm-hmm. and they were measuring I can't remember the reaction they were measuring but some sort of scientific measurement of what was happening with the plants and there was a reaction right they were anxious they were scared and then after that anytime they would even visualize and think about doing that again to the plant the plant would act the same way Mm-hmm. And even if they thought about doing it to the the other plant, not even that, like the other plants across the room, they would have empathy for that other plant and also get stressed and anxious. And I thought, well, like this is crazy. The thought went out and affected yeah. the energy as Flash. such that the plant picked exactly. that up. Yes. I've been that's crazy and mind blowing. And those are the kind of things that I like to go down the rabbit hole about. Oh, the enthusiast in me. You're preaching to the choir, sister. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, interesting. And there's also talk about how um, they do things with plants also and like measure the light in plants and how like, I I wish I finished the book, but it's kind of very science heavy. So it's something you kind of read in chunks, but even about how like they, they think that like, consciousness or life force is light actually um Mm -hmm. brings a whole new meaning to light worker um okay this is my summer reading i say summer because like you said i i'm not going to finish that in any short order but i'm going to get picked that up and um hey was the other (laughs) book that you talked about was it um uh the hidden life of trees yes the hidden life of trees yes okay good i have that in my cart i'm obsessed with plants and I'm also so good, so good at procrastinating. So <laughs> I've wanted to do a plant episode for Spirit Talk, 
but it's almost overwhelming me because there is so much scientific information and so much information out there. And there's also my absolute love for plants. I've called myself a plant empath in the past, which shoot, I'm still, I'm still with that. Yeah. And, and for you to say that they pick up thoughts, I'm not surprised at all. I'm really interested in that book. I'm going to read it. Um, people, sometimes people ask me like my watering, cause I have about 50 plants. What, how do you like people come to me with plant questions? And I'm, I'm quite certain they're never really fully satisfied because they want kind of more science. They're like, well, yeah. do you have a watering schedule? Do you have light meters? Do you have moisture meters? I'm like, Mm-mm. it's all in my heart. I just love them I, so I much. Literally, I literally, I, every day. yep. I tune in <laughs> yeah. with them. It tells me what it needs. I'm looking at one right now. She needs water. <laughs> and you know so what's funny. Sorry. What? Tell me. I was going to say just randomly, like it just reminded me of it. I, I'm now. I want to be more of a plant person. I feel mm-hmm. like, um, as I developing even more, um, spiritually that, um, maybe I'll develop more of a green thumb. I hope to, but something that I would like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I will. That's right. We're going to change. Mm-hmm. I will grow a garden in my <laughs> Yes. But I have this money tree that I've had for maybe three years now. And it was in this pot. Like I transplanted it from the one it came to a bigger one. And then what one night it just wasn't, it was, it was fine. Like it wasn't dying or anything, but it wasn't really getting big. Mm-hmm. I thought it would get and I dreamt of the plant one night. Okay. And literally in the, in the dream, the plant told me that it needed a bigger pot and it needed to be in a different place in the house. And so I replanted it in a different pot and put it somewhere else and it's flourishing. And I thought, I remember sharing. So I dreamt of my, my plant last night, my plant told me to, to move it. Look at you, your plant psychic. Right to my animal communicator, plant psychic. Hell yeah. <laughs> Shoot. We've already been going a while now. We didn't even get to talk about animals. And I, not that I even planned to talk about animals, but I read, I was looking through on your podcast and one of them was about animal communication. I'm going to have to check that out because I never really fancied myself in animal communication yet talking about themes and readings. Are there ever a lot of animals coming out for me right now? So that's a really yeah, cool that's topic. What that, that's what that's about. That, 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 um, episode is not so much about like how to be, well, there's a little bit of how to, but it's mainly the, my experiences and how like, and probably 80% of my readings, whether they're mediumship or intuitive guidance, if there's an animal in the house, they're going to be coming through to me in some way. Mm-hmm. I've living animals. There's a funny story. I've had, a, I did a reading once a psychic reading for somebody. And I said, I, I'm sorry, but like, is there a cat in the room? Like I couldn't see it on camera. And she's like, yeah, he's like, like right on my feet. And I said, okay. And like, I proceeded to tell her something about, um, it was, I had an upset stomach, which she knew about. And I, he was telling me which, so that we should change the food and a certain type of food. And so I gave that information to her. She's like, oh my God, that's so thankful. That's so helpful. Thank you. And later she told me, yeah, it worked. It was better for his stomach. He was having some digestion issues. But the funniest thing about that, that when he came through to me is when he came through to me, all I heard was I'm the king, I'm the king, almost like in a sun sing-songy voice. And I was like, the hell is it? This is the thing with mediumship. You've got to trust everything that comes through. Yeah. I I have learned it's not my job to interpret, it's my job to deliver the message. My readings mm-hmm. have become stronger when when I do that. Yeah. But it was like, I'm the king, I'm the king. And he wouldn't stop saying it. And I'm like, I, I this is gonna sound ridiculous, but I have to tell you this. Why would he he's just saying this? Like, does that make sense to you? Why would that why would he say that? She's lost out laughing and she said oh my god 
his name is Prince, and we joke all the time that we should have called him the king. Oh, <laughs> like, my. wow, he is the king. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, screw this Prince stuff. <laughs> up, I think about it all the time. I'm like, animals are so amazing. I think Just about it all the time, too. You know, I can talk to all the dead people <laughs> that come through, and I don't really give them much thought afterwards. But the animals that have come through, they're on my mind. Yeah. I have a cat recently. A couple, couple weeks ago, I picked up a cat in a reading, and it was like it made the whole reading. Like it, it, I, I'm kidding you not. It was 15, 20 minutes on this cat. Like, and and she, and the lady was in tears. It was her baby. Like, and of course he's going to come through then. Of course. That's happened to me too. Yeah. And cats are damn good at communicating. Hey, I I mean, yeah. I don't know. What do you think that is? Are there spirits who are better or worse at communicating or us who are, or is it both? I think there's a little bit of both. I think that personality shines through. I think that if somebody wasn't necessarily like bubbly and like you know like we are talking mm-hmm. maybe they're not super chatty they might not come through as chatty they'll still come through I've had I've sensed I sense like my clairsentience will be like this person is very reserved or they're slow to warm up because they're here and I know they're here but they just give me a little bit and then a little bit and then as we go they like really warm up and she's like yeah because he was slow to warm up so I feel like he trusts you now so now he's coming he's showing your his true self to you but he's just giving you a little bit because that was his personality. So I feel like whatever the personal, whatever the person's personality is, is what will come through. Do yeah. Agree? I do. Yeah. Do you yeah. think, and, and sometimes I feel this a distance. Okay. Mm-hmm. So some spirits, and I do believe in ghosts. My listeners have come on a journey with me about that. Cause I wasn't sure if I believed in ghosts and just what I mean by that is an energy who is close to this earth plane. Um, It doesn't mean they're stuck or they're cursed or anything like this, but, but for whatever reason, usually self-deprecating reasons, like they're unhappy with their choices in life or whatever it is, they're not going to where they could. And I said, could not should, because we're not going to tell these ghosts what to do. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We can anyways. (laughs) <laughs> well, shoot, sometimes I do and I try to and I try to make them go over. <laughs> but hey, that's another thing. So what I mean by distance is like they're damn close. They they are close. And then there's the spirits who are working with and communicating with four sitters and they feel uh, a little bit distant. And then yeah. sometimes I'll get a spirit who feels almost sequestered or secluded. And oftentimes it's because they are in like a healing place. Like for example, they may have died by suicide or had a lot, a lot, a lot of tragedy in the end of their life or whatever it is. And, and they're being worked on with such love and care and energy and their, their spirit isn't as easily detectable by us because they're not pushing out their energy. Does that make sense to you? Yes. I have people come through before where I've been able to validate their, you know, their existence and bring through evidence for my, my client um, but they felt like there, there was, there is a distance. It's hard to explain, but you can feel like there, there's some sort of distance between you. They mm-hmm. don't feel like they're fully blending. Like mm-hmm. I feel like usually it's like a full on blending where I'm saying what they're saying. Sometimes my voice changes the way I speak, not like accent wise, but sometimes I'll use words that I wouldn't normally use. Like they're yeah. fully with me sometimes it feels like they're a little bit more of a distance I have people especially with with people that have committed suicide um that will tell me that they're healing mm-hmm. 
I've had people come through and say that they are learning. So it's almost like a school of such where they mm -hmm. are learning. They've learned a lot. They'll tell me what they've learned. It will make sense. Oh, yeah. Experiences. Yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. I, so these subtle differences in what energies we can perceive and pick up is really, really fascinating. Really interesting. It's yeah. like as if somebody's like right here or somebody is like you're talking through the phone maybe, or like you can, yeah. you can, yeah, it's hard to explain, but you definitely can feel. Yeah. And when you say blending, common. that kind of goes along with what I'm thinking. And, mm -hmm. and we do blend with spirit and the ones that I have got in the healing place or who aren't as easily perceived are not blending. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a good way to say it. We're still able to pick it up, but they're not coming into our auric field or, or sitting right next to us. Like spirits often do come into this plane when we're just yeah. when we're communicating with them yeah That's cool yeah it's Ooh. like somebody across way over there like making eye contact occasionally like you know versus mm -hmm. right here with you there's a, mm -hmm. there's a difference yeah there's them but it's just not as close yeah it's almost like you can wave and you could shout but <laughs> and I can say what they look like this person yeah. looks like this you know they're coming through with this they're saying this but like it just is not like a full-on heart to heart, like maybe I'd have with somebody that was right here. Yeah. And I love that you bring up that you can say different words uh, than what you would say <laughs> that's in your regular vernacular when you're working yeah. with spirit. And it's something exactly word for, for word, like verbatim, what they would have yeah. said in life. That's, ah, uh, I just love I, when I, that that's happens. That's always one of my favorite things. Me but too. Words, like words, when they come through, one of my favorite things in readings, I always remember this reading that I did kind of at the beginning of my development. I was connecting to somebody's dad in spirit. He came through very, very strong. It felt like a really good reading. And then we were just about to end. And, and I said, he's making me smell like hot dogs, like almost like campfire hot dogs hot dog, hot dog, hot dog. And she just like tears streaming. She's like, Amy, look. And on her page, it said hot dog like 50 times. And oh she, my. I gosh. wanted him to say hot dog. <laughs> like, oh my God. But I like, just yeah. got the chills. Yeah. Those things blow my mind. But that happens sometimes, you know, like people will say, go into a reading without expectations, be open. Let's, let's see what comes through. But sometimes people will, will set some intention. Like this is, this is what I want to hear. And yeah. more often than it comes in. Like, I think if yeah. you're open, but you've got a couple little wish lists. Yeah. And the thing that I say for, for people is um, you can have your keywords and your, your yeah. code words, just be okay with it. If it doesn't, cause it's it won't always, yeah, yeah, it's not a test. And yeah. you know, the hot dog reading, I bet you, she was just absolutely thrilled with it. Um, and then it was the icing on the cake. <laughs> Right. It's like everything came through. It was amazing. There's, there's always like something like I find like in a lot of readings, I could say like bring through all this amazing information. And then there's just one thing that feels really random for me, but mm -hmm. the thing that makes the person go, okay, this is real. I'm all on board and I trust, and I'm going to start talking to my dad or, you know, it just changed the impact, the ripple effect of it is huge. So I always tell people that I'm working with that are, especially with development, like, it's not your job to interpret, right? Like, so if it feels random, it just give it, like, just say it, just be the spirit's voice. Don't worry about how it makes sense. Just say it. That was the hardest part for me at it's first. It's the hardest part of mediumship, I think. It was absolutely yeah. the hardest part at first. That was it. That was one of the biggest hurdles that I had is yep. saying it. And, and still I'm always getting that lesson over and over again and, and always trying to, um, 
you know, take my own advice, <laughs> but you're hundred yeah. percent right. It's good to not interpret it. And and that's when you get the best evidence and the best messages coming through. Cause it's directly from spirit. Because there's no, you it's, it's not like you, it's not going through your perception or your lens. It's yeah. completely spirit. Exactly. So I think that like when we talk about confident mediums or, or, you know, people that we would perceive as being experts in their field, mm-hmm. I think it's just a matter of, I'm just saying everything that comes through, I'm a clear channel. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that takes a lot of practice. Yeah, exactly. So moments where like one day last week, I, I kept getting an initial and I kept writing it on my page. And for whatever reason, I didn't say it out loud. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards I reached out and I was like, I have to say this to you. I didn't say it in the reading, but I kept writing this initial down over and over again. And, she's, and it made, it to- made total sense. She was asking for her loved one in spirit to acknowledge her daughter who is L mm. and she kept me L, 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 L. So it's those things. Like sometimes even now I catch myself not saying oh. everything. Oh, hundred percent. It's everything. all a learning process. I, I, I just did it. It's funny you said initials. Cause I just did it last week. I was writing initials, like two initials, the first and last, I guess, and didn't even notice that I was really doing that. Like I do automated writing. Well, I, I can't not have a pen and paper. Like it just, it gives me comfort and it gets me in flow and it gets things out and it does help me to get outside of my head. Well, in this case, I was writing the initials and Claire cognizantly tattoos came through like he's talking about a tattoo somebody has a tattoo as I'm writing the initials like duh Brandy say the freaking initials <laughs> so you know, I'm, know. and you yeah. learn this way right because she goes oh I have a tattoo for him it's his initials <laughs> I know right <laughs> so they were coming through at the same time I didn't know they were connected I thought you know I, I knew there's a reason why I'm writing on the paper but it's hard sometimes to connect the two or to understand why you're doing it and that's important that's an important note is there's so much happening at once and like we said with with this stuff it can be quite subtle and it's not like they're speaking English in sentences to us well not all the time Uh, not most of the time sometimes yeah. yeah um so it's us interpreting it in real time through our own lens through our own experiences a lot of the times or through getting outside our fear and just saying it. But actually what we're perceiving is a hundred times more than that, than what we're actually able to verbally communicate with them. Hey, I know. I agree. Yeah. I I thousand times agree with that. Mm -hmm. All right, Amy, that's a good place to wrap it up. Um, Please tell us about your podcast. Okay. So, uh, I have been co-hosting a podcast with my Mm -hmm. friend, Aaron, who is another Canadian medium and, um, that's called soul rising. So there's 60 some odd episodes of that up on all places. You can find your podcast and on YouTube. And then, uh, in January, I launched my own solo podcast and it's called the intuitive rising podcast. Um, that's my handle everywhere is the intuitive rising. So I'm easy to find funny enough. I started recording that all those episodes in the fall and I was actually going to launch it in the fall. And then some, my intuition kept saying, wait till January, wait till January, wait till January. I didn't know why. And then I was like toying with like, what about like 111, 23? That sounds good. And then a listener of both of our podcasts actually oh. um, messaged me and she said, what? One, two, three, two, three. I don't know why, but it keeps coming through to me as significant. And I said, 
oh my God, do you know what January 23rd is? And she said, no. And I said, it's the five year anniversary of my father's passing. So I said, I absolutely will launch it on one, two, three, two, three. So I did. It Uh, all circles back around. But that's just her. That's another example. You just, I feel like we need to listen to, like, if you feel like something comes in for something, somebody say it. I mean, if you feel like you want to compliment somebody, say it, you know, I don't mean like give somebody a full-blown reading because I think that you need permission for that. But I do believe that the universe speaks through other people for us all the time. And you don't know who really needs to hear something that you keep feeling or having an awareness of. So yeah. And it reminds us of our connection. We are all connected and we wouldn't be here if we weren't all here. We wouldn't be here alone. One person. Look at that plant and how Mm -hmm. the plant had empathy for when somebody thought about it hurting that plant. Yeah. I think that we all do that. We're all meant to interact. We're all connected. Our energy is at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that it sounds cheesy and, and, you know, I used to roll my eyes at it, but I really think it's true. If if you want to change the world, you have to change yourself because the ripple effect is huge. I think the more work that you do on yourself and your connection to self and your relationship with self, and that involves listening to your inner knowing, I think that's how you change the world. Oh, such a good, that would have made me like really seriously eye roll like five years ago. But I think it's so true. Oh, it is understand how energy works and how we're all impacting other people in ways we don't even know. Yeah. And it makes life better when you're an energy worker in some way, shape or form. (laughs) Yeah. Like if we were all doing the things that come naturally to us or that feel fulfilling, like spirit gives me that actually gave me this in the April's energy forecast that I put out on my podcast was like, this would be a really well-oiled machine. Life would be a really well-oiled machine if like, because the emperor came in, right? About like leadership, like true leadership. And like that person's good at that and you're good at that and you're good at that. And everybody just does what they're good at and what they feel fulfilled at. It's like, this would be a really well-oiled machine and this is what it's supposed to be like. Yeah. We're moving toward that. We're getting there. I really feel it. It's, yeah. I think it's, I think it's coming for hopefully for our children <laughs> and for us, but like definitely for our children as they get older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, everybody check out Amy intuitive rising podcast and her other podcasts soul rising and check her out on instagram check out her website all that will be in the show notes thank you so much for joining me amy and i'll talk to you you. next week or whenever whenever yeah you're gonna be on mine next week so yeah about that thanks for having me on once again thank you pleasure talking to you really insightful conversation it it has been i've enjoyed it (laughs) take good care Bye. bye everyone